Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Well, what a great day. And uh, we've, this morning we have Pastor Terry Hurrigan coming to preach for us. Terry and uh, Boyer and I, we've known each other for a lot of years. We worked together in the national office of INC uh, for a number of years. Terry's pastored churches in Noosa. Uh, she's currently pastoring in... Uh, where's... Bundaberg, thank you, <laughs> living at Bagara over the water when she's up there, which is a beautiful spot. Uh, but her and her husband, Gary, they look after Network 75, which is all our churches under 75, and she looks after them with Gary. She's got a great prophetic voice, a fantastic preacher. So I want you to put your hands together as we welcome Terry this morning. Thank you, Ken. Wow, wonderful to be here. Just admiring your amazing building here. And I just want to really commend Moira and Ken and his team and you uh, to help build this amazing structure. Um, And the grace of God is certainly on this place. But um, today I want to speak about how to build strength in your own life. Um, I was here just recently um, with a bunch of pastors from the Western Districts. And your pastor, Doug, had mentioned that uh, currently you're in a season uh, to build strength, to get strong, to get strong in God. And I just felt um, that God just wants me to uh, speak into that this morning, because don't we need to be strong in these days? If we look at the last couple of years, there's been wave after wave of um, events that have just um, shaken the world, and we've all been impacted and they're not going to stop coming. And it's, it's okay because God is in control, but he wants to build us in us strength to withstand what is going to continually buffet the church because the church is in a strategic place to advance his kingdom right now. And he wants us on the front foot and not on the back foot. And I just believe that God just wants to encourage each and every one of you that if you take up your part to play, if you um, discover your purpose in this season, that you can be a part of that strength-building purpose that will advance his kingdom. We don't know how strong or vulnerable we are until the challenges come. Isn't that right? Faith isn't faith until it is tested. And when is it tested? In the storms, in the tough times, when uh, our true metal is shown. And that's why God sometimes allows storms to come. It's not to weaken us. It is to reveal where we're vulnerable so that we can shore up that vulnerability with his strength. He wants the church to be like a lighthouse that continuously shines in stormy seas. That's our purpose in life to shine in the stormy seas so that others can see where they are to go. And we have to know how to be built up in God in these days. We have to discern if and when you need to engage in battle. We don't need to engage in every battle that comes our way 
And God is releasing a wisdom to know how to handle the challenges. I think sometimes we get stuck in the, in, in the one, one way that we've always operating in, binding and loosing, which is all very powerful. But God's um, house is built upon wisdom. Wisdom builds the house. And we've got to be wise in the things of God and in the strategies of the enemy to be able to be, uh, build a strong church. And I want to um, just speak about David this morning and at a season in his life where he was facing a crisis. And I think it's pertinent because we've all faced a crisis in recent years. And sometimes we can get stuck in the emotion of that crisis. Sometimes we can get stuck in anxiety, stuck in anger, stuck in blame. And we're, we're imprisoned by it. And I just believe that God wants to address those um, areas that we can get locked in that place because God wants to lib liberate us from that place and into his purposes. So I'm going to speak from 1 Samuel 30, verses 1 to 8. It says, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day, and now the Amalekites had raided Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive the men, the women, and all who were in it. Oh, sorry, just the, the women and all who were in it, both young and old. They killed none of them, but carried them off as they went on their way. And when David and his men came to Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives, sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. And then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod, Abiathar, brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered, and you will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. A passage of scripture that we're probably all very familiar with. But David found himself in the middle of a crisis at this point. David and his men had their wives, children and elders taken captive by the enemy while they were away in engaged, about to engage in a battle that they were never meant to fight. Because before this point, David and his men had sidelined with the Philistines. They, they partnered with them, the Philistines who were about to go into war against Israel. So what was David do engaging with the enemy to fight against his very own people? So David had forgotten who he was. He had forgotten the call of God upon his life and he found himself engaged in a battle that was never meant for him. And when he returned to Ziklag, everything had been stolen from him. And that is the importance of knowing which battle to engage with and being so closely connected with God and so attuned to what he is telling you and what he is saying to you so that we don't rush off 
in a rush of blood to engage in the wrong battle. When you're in that place, you start to make choices that go against that call and the devil comes in and pits God's people against one another. Haven't we seen that? Engaging in battles that we were never meant to engage in against each other in recent times. We've got to get our focus off, off our people. Our people are for us. Our people, we've got to be in unity together and band together to fight our true enemy. And in that battle, his family was taken captive. His men's family were taken captive. His men wanted to stone him and he had nowhere else to turn to but God. But David needed a wake-up call at that point to who he was and to step into the anointing as a future king. And I believe that there may be people here that may have been rejected by your own people, whether they're family, friends or church family, and you found yourself displaced. You found yourself in a place where you feel in exile, that you don't really fit anymore. You've forgotten who you are and who you called to be. And you feel helpless because you've got nowhere left to turn. And you're caught up in that emotional storm. The build-up of emotions can be explosive if you get stuck in those emotions. And it can sap your strength in your mind, body, and spirit. David's men lashed out. They were angry. They were faced with the loss of their loved ones. And they lashed out at David. And when you've experienced a profound loss in your life, it can be devastating. So you've got to project that anger onto someone, anyone who is near to you. You may have served the Lord, followed the Lord, endured battles. But at the end of the day, you may have found the enemy come in and pull the rug under from you and plundered someone or something precious from you. But that anger, that lashing out is sapping your strength. They blamed David. In times of distress, the first reaction can be, who can I blame? Whose choice that affected my life can I blame? And bl but blaming others puts you in a victim position. It places you under the power of what has happened to you. It places an expectation that someone owes you. And it gives you an excuse to stay in that position of powerless because it's someone else's fault. And you may find yourself waiting for that person to change your circumstances. But it locks you in a prison because you've given someone else the keys and they may never change. They may never meet your expectation. And in the meantime, you remain locked in that place of blaming. Bitter in spirit, David's men were bitter. They wanted to cause David pain. Bitterness, hurt and anger will always lead to further pain. Unresolved conflict in families can be devastating. Division between parents and children and siblings is definitely a sign of the end times. And families that were once tight-knit become pulled apart with no sign of resolve. So David was greatly distressed. Other symptoms of emotional distress, including feeling overwhelmed, helpless or hopeless, feeling guilty without a clear cause and spending a lot of time worrying. These things sap our strength. These are the experiences that hit against us in times of crisis. But we've got to know how to resist what 
is meant to take us out. God wants you to know that he is for you. He hasn't abandoned you. That's come through very clearly this morning. You have within you power, authority and anointing to overcome what is coming against you. And God has a plan to stop the onslaught of the enemy, to kill, steal and destroy your family, your call and your future. And he wants to put strength back into you. And he has a strategy that will turn your situation around. I love the scripture in Isaiah 41, 10 verse 11. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will surely help you. I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. Behold, all who rage against you will be ashamed and disgraced. Those who contend with you will be reduced to nothing and will perish. What a wonderful promise to claim and to speak over your life in times of crisis. So what do we do? Number one, we break away from the conflict and engage with God. In Isaiah 40, 31, but they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I read recently an analogy about a story of an eagle and a crow. Some of you might be familiar with it, but I'll just quickly read it. The only bird that will peck at an eagle is the crow. He sits on his back and bites his neck. The eagle does not respond or fight with the crow. It does not waste its energy on the crow. It simply opens its wings and begins to rise higher in the sky. The higher the eagle flies, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. And eventually the crow falls due to the lack of oxygen. So let's stop wasting our time with the crows. Just take them to your heights and they will go away. We have to go to a higher altitude. But to do that, we have to break away at what is pecking at your head. Break away from blaming God, yourself, others. Break away from going over and over what should have happened, what others should have done. That is the crow pecking over and over when we ruminate what should have done, what could have, what could have changed, what should I have done different. The crow just keeps pecking if you don't go higher. Break away from allowing failure to define you. Break away, go higher. These things, they're sapping your strength and keep you at an altitude where the enemy has access because you're engaging with the crows. You have to get that crow off your back and go higher into the realm of faith and hope. And David found his strength in the Lord. When we're emotional, in emotional pain, we believe God is too far away, but he is close to you. He is so close to you. Emotions speak to us, don't they? They say, I'm in pain. Where is God? Does he not care? But God's word says, no, he is close to you. He hasn't strayed from you. And God is for you and he's waiting for you to let go of what you're trying to control and allow him to take you into a realm of peace. He wants to build strength back into your spirit. God is the one who is faithful to complete that work in you. He wants you to remember that he has anointed you with his Holy Spirit and he wants to put that purpose back in your life. It is not over. Lift your own weights I've just started doing a boot camp and we do weights. No one else is going to lift that weight for me, <laughs> unfortunately. 
But to get physically strong, you've got to lift the weights yourself. No one else can lift those weights for you. Everyone has their own unique weight program. And you can't expect some who are just starting out to lift the same weights as others who have been lifting weights for years. So David knew that he had to go to God for his own weight program. And what he had to do is lift up one weight. He had to accept the responsibility that he got himself and his men in this crisis. Ask yourself, what part did I play in this? How have I made it worse? And deal with that. That is a weight that's on you, and you are to take that weight over to God so that he can release you of it. He had to accept his divine call to lead his people into battles that, the God, that God has called him into and not his own personal vendettas. That is another weight that is on you to lift. The call of God, the purposes of God is a weight, but it is a weight that won't crush you. It is a weight that will strengthen you. If you lift it up, you will become strong in it. It won't crush you. And maybe God wants you to do the same. Maybe God wants you to stop expecting someone else to lift the weights that you're responsible for. Maybe you're running around trying to be responsible for everyone else, but they have to lift their own weights too. God wants you to pick up your call and release everyone else into his care. It's a weight that you were designed to carry and it will bring strength. And I believe this morning that there are some people here who are living under the lie that God's call is too hard. Your best intentions have turned against you and you are living under the weight of failure. Don't let this crisis, what this storm, whatever you're going through to keep you locked in failure and regret, but allow that work of strength in God to build you. The cross will relieve you of the weights that you shouldn't be carrying in Romans 4, 7 to 8 in the Amplified. It says, blessed and happy and favoured are those whose lawless acts have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered up and completely buried. Blessed and happy and favoured is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account nor charge against him. Isn't that wonderful news? Isn't that good news? Do you feel the weight just dropping off you? As you meditate on that, as you hear that word, the cross has borne every weight of failure, every what you should have done, could have done, whatever it is, the cross relieves you of that burden. So draw on the strength of God's forgiveness this morning. Draw on the cross, cross's power to cover and bury your sins. Draw on God's declaration that you are not guilty. The cross will lift those weights that you aren't meant to carry. And David inquired of the Lord if he should pursue the enemy and be successful. God redirected David to the right battle that God wanted him to engage in that will bring victory to him and his men. He waited to hear from God, should he pursue the enemy and will he be successful? He didn't charge off in an immediate rush of blood without hearing from God. He had learned his lesson from when he lined himself up with the enemy. It's important that we engage in the battles that God wants us to engage in. And if we don't, we can find ourselves siding with that enemy. And David didn't realise it at the time, but his family wasn't killed, but it was in captivity. Your call, 
your purpose in God hasn't been destroyed, hasn't been killed off, hasn't been forever lost, but it's just in captivity. What's keeping it in captivity? Unforgiveness, anger, conflict, loss of hope, pride, someone's rejection, that all keeps it in captivity. In Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. And I believe you just cannot underestimate peace in the midst of conflict, peace in the midst of your battle. The God of peace, he wants to crush Satan for you, but you have to pursue peace. You have to go after peace, not conflict, not anger, not what your reactions might be telling you is, ju is justifiably yours, but pursue the conflict in peace. Make it right with people that you can make it right with. Your peace will allow God to take you into that higher realm and faith and hope so that he can fight your battle. If you pursue peace, it shifts the atmosphere. And David's men changed their position of wanting to stone him to wanting to follow him. Suddenly, the tables have turned. They're all on the same side together to engage their true enemy. And God's grace is upon you to go after your losses. They aren't dead or lost, but they are in the enemy's captivity. Faith in God will bring peace to those called to go into battle with you. God is turning around the hearts of people who, once, who were once against you to now be for you. So what has the devil stolen from you? What have you given up on? What can be pursued? Go after God's promises with peace. And I just really believe that God just wants to release peace in his house, peace over the anxiety, peace over the captivity of anxiousness, fear, conflict. He's here to set the captives free this morning. Amen? Do you want to lean into peace? Do you want to pursue peace? Let go of engaging in a battle in your own strength. You'll never win. But God has ordained strength for this. It's like as he's built this amazing facility, it just speaks of strength and longevity and unshakability. And I believe that God is doing that work in you. If you go higher with, to him, if you go into a realm of faith and hope, if you take up that call, what was the call that you had dropped? I know in my own life, I dropped it and ran from it for, for, for many years, but it will always keep knocking on the door. It was almost like such an annoyance, but it, it broke down my resistance. And I found that the, the greatest joy and the greatest sense of purpose can only be when you pick up that call of God. What were the promises that you've let go of because of crisis and conflict? You've got a dream for your family and they're currently scattered. scattered. Don't underestimate the power and the longevity of God's word that has gone into your children's lives. They're not lost. They're not killed off. They're simply in captivity. So let's pursue the promises of God. Let's take up what he has spoken over our lives again.
And just as I close, I just want to give people the, the opportunity with all eyes closed. If you find yourself currently in conflict and you've just been battling away, losing strength as you do, God wants you to just to let go of that battle. He wants you just to let it go and to run to Him. He is your refuge and your strength this morning. And if you've never invited Him into your life as Lord and Saviour, His invitation is knocking on your door right now. So with all eyes closed, anyone who has not yet received Jesus as Lord and Saviour, I'm not sure what the house does here, but I'll just ask you to lift your hands with no one watching. No one watching. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I just want to release a prayer over people's lives, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for these wonderful people. And Lord, some of them are weary. Some of them are on their last legs. Father God, I just speak a strength of God over their lives. To the downtrodden, to the brokenhearted, to the ones who have nothing left. Father God, that you are at the end of that rope. And Lord, that you are just throwing out a lifeline to them. You're throwing out the end of that rope and just saying, hang on to me, hang on to me. And I just believe that he's just taking you higher into a realm of peace, hope, and love, and joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of you have lost your joy, but the joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you engage with Jesus, he will impart a joy that defies what the enemy has thrown against you. And I just sense this battle is a defining season in your life. That if you allow strength to be built in this, you will conquer many others. Your eyes will be awakened to the ways of the enemy. And you will not be stepping into any more traps that he sets for your life. So, Father God, I just release your peace, your love, and your joy over this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.